Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. Welcome to You Are Okay with Blog Talk Radio. This is Mara. Thank you for joining me this morning. If there's even anyone out there who has joined, because it has been some time since I uh, have done a show, and frankly, I could understand if people would fall away. I, uh, before we listen to Aniles, be still thy soul, and we begin thinking and breathing together, let me tell you a little bit about what's been going on in the last four months. Uh, it's been a, a very exciting time for me. I was offered a job in a place that resonates for me on a spiritual level. I can't... Um, it's on the eastern side of the Sierra Mountains in California. It's very remote. So it's involved a tremendous amount of my coming to know the space, the people, and as you know, we'll never know all the people, and every person's perception is unique. So that means there's as many people to get to know on a daily basis and get to re-know as there are people uh, anywhere. But, which sounds kind of convoluted to say, each person has their own perception and every one of us have good days and bad days. And certainly I have had my share of both. I um, am adjusting to living in a fairly remote place where um, it takes about four hours or five hours to get just about anywhere, <laughs> you know? which is interesting in itself. Um, a very friendly uh, group of people. I think uh, there is a real commitment to community here, which I applaud. Um, I'm in Bishop, California, and uh, I'm looking around always at, at just the beauty surrounding me. Uh, some days I'm in awe that uh, what a blessing that I've been led here to work here. It all happened very quickly, and um, and as a consequence, it happened within a very short time after I did my last show. Uh, it took some time for interviews and moving and adjusting, and then. Um, Adjusting again and then adjusting again. I think that every day will be an adjustment as I'm striving to be my highest self while delivering the best quality legal product that I can deliver. I picked the topic for today's show when I still lived in Calusa. And um, I kind of have preserved it. You've seen topics flipping back and forth over the last, I guess, three and a half, four months. And those topics have uh, all been topics that were picked when I lived up in Calusa. And I, every Sunday, thought that I was going to start again. And uh, I hit road bumps. And frankly, I'm starting today, and then uh, I believe I will be here next Sunday, which would be the 23rd, yes. And then I am leaving uh, to go to um, visit my youngest daughter in Seattle, and I won't be available that day, but I will be back. Uh, I will always come back. when they, Even 
if there's a gap, and at one point there was a very long gap after my parents died, I will always come back because even if there's one listener there and even if there is no listener there and somebody listens to this show remotely and years later I will have said something that someone needed to hear. And if nothing else, I needed to hear. So many times uh, I get up so early in the morning now and I snatch myself out and uh, it's as I'm driving through this beautiful valley surrounded by moments of beauty, just sheer beauty, that I will then take the time to remember to breathe and to invite all that is into my life. I will take the time to value the people that I will be encountering through the day and aspire to be my best self. And when I don't succeed, try again. I am working on being my best self. Today's program are mine and yours are yours. What a unique idea that I don't have to convert other people to believing as I believe. But before we enter into any dialogue about that, and you're welcome, if you're out there listening, to call me, please. Uh, The call-in number is 646 595 And uh, we will, uh, I'm interested in your thoughts, and uh, they would be a great addition to this show today. Once again, my beliefs are mine and yours are yours. It's kind of a take on tolerance. But before we do that, let's listen. Let's spend three minutes with Be Still Thy Soul by Anil, reawakening in ourselves the unique and beautiful that we bring to this planet, the added value that each one of us is. Let us ignite the light that is within us, breathing together. Most of you who listen to my show have heard me talk before, and excuse me, my voice is a little raspy this morning. Pardon me just a second. Pardon me. And I encourage people when they're meditating to to act or think as though you are pulling a breath in through the soles of your feet. Now, I recognize that that's not where our noses are. Believe me, I know that. But I think so many times we live in such a fast-paced world, a Twitter, texting, emailing, faxing, faxing is probably going out the door world, that we do not take time to learn to breathe deeply. 
And as we are joining ourselves together here this morning, and we are raising our consciousness, as we are trying to change the mem, the way of thinking of the world, as we are inviting people to include as opposed to exclude, deep breathing is important. In addition, when you breathe deeply, what you accomplish is that it makes it possible to begin to set aside as though you have a table beside you or a silver tray all of the thoughts that intrude in your thinking. And believe me, thoughts will intrude. And as you set those thoughts aside and you set them on your silver tray on the table, you're not devaluing those thoughts. You're just going to allow them to be sorted out through your breathing. And those that still need to have your immediate attention will be there waiting when you're waiting. So I encourage people to breathe through the soles of their feet, being in the most comfortable position for you. I'm not going to tell you what that position is. I know that there are people who can actually meditate while they are laying down. And more power to them. I cannot do that. I would fall asleep. Because as I feel myself relaxing in the arms of all that is, in the peaceful recognition that I have value, that I have an added value, that there is something I bring to this planet that no one else can bring, just the same is for all of you is true. And as I relax in that knowledge and feel myself falling back in to the arms of all that is. At that moment, the divine majesty of the moment causes me to relax and go to sleep. Feeling protected, embraced, loved. But my goodness, if you can do it laying down. Now, as you're beginning the breathing process, because I'm going to give you three minutes and 40 seconds, which is more time than the average person takes to be alone just with God, with all that is, whatever name you use to describe the connective force that binds us all together. But as you move into that place, Three minutes and 40 seconds is nothing. It is nothing. And yet, it is so much that most people don't give their life that much time for that much pleasure. So, number one, let me share with you, no matter where you meditate, there is always time for three deep breaths. And as you take those three deep breaths, feel yourself relaxing. Feel yourself uniting with all that is. Feel the wonder of the world around you. Set go, let go of your judgments of yourself and others. 
perhaps the hardest one to let go of is ourselves. <coughs> Excuse me. Instead, instead, open yourself up to feeling the people around you, to working to be a part of a unit with all who are there, to listening. I am not saying to agree. I'm saying to listen. And to choose your words in a way, destroy but instead uplift and move toward a union. And you can take those three deep breaths, breathing through the soles of your feet anywhere you are in a traffic jam, in a board meeting, no one is going to judge you for pausing to connect. Most of the time, no one will even notice your contemplative silence. So as you pull your breath through the soles of your feet, you're going to begin entering your body with fresh air, prana air. And you're going to pull it up the front of your calves, up your thighs, and you'll feel the tingling feeling of the wonder of joining your breath with God's breath. Pull the air up your thighs. Cross your buttocks. And now, as you are sitting there with your breath at the base of your chakras, Begin sipping in more breath. You don't have to hold your breath. I know people who take one deep breath and then try to hold it. It's not necessary. You can sip in. Look at singers. They do breathe. Sipping in air, we're going to move past your base chakra. Your base chakra is the zone of all fear. And fear, it's either fear or love that drive us. And many of us are consumed with fear. Fear of what others are going to think. Fear that we won't be enough. Fear that the world is going to judge us poorly. Do you see how much fear is driven around the word judgment? That might explain why In so many religious texts, people are admonished, and I mean that word, admonished. Judge not. And that starts with you. Judge not. Allow things to be as they are. Relax in the moment in which you find yourself. And feel the perfection of who you are for all you have lived and let go of those fears. So some of you are gasping for breath. Just keep breathing. It's okay. It doesn't matter if it's more than three breaths. Just let go of your fear. Drive it back into the earth from whence it came. Allow that spirit of love of God that is within you to breathe and become alive. As it says in Corinthians 3.16, 
your body is a temple and God dwelleth within you. For this few minutes, this three minutes and 40 seconds that I am stretching deliberately, let's just focus on God that is within us. Pulling that breath up. Pull your breath up. It is now fearless breath as you move forward into the sacral chakra, the zone of creativity. Not just children, but ideas, plans, dreams, hopes and aspirations, all. Everything that you can create is there. Feel the wonder of the creativity within you. You are here for a unique purpose. Let's ignite that purpose with our breath. So you're now going to pull your fearless and your creative breath up. And you're going to come to the solar plexus chakra. And that's the zone that's kind of just below your belly button and moves up to just below your, your uh, maybe mid-rib cage is a good place to describe it. And that is your zone of healing. So as your fearless creative breath begins infusing your solar plexus with the beautiful yellow warm energy of healing, let us pause there. And feel that healing energy going through our entire bodies. Healing us emotionally from the pain and suffering that we have inflicted on ourselves because we have cared so much what others thought about us that we many times failed to move forward with our purpose, trusting our instincts. Let us heal ourselves from our bad choices. We have all made them. Let us heal ourselves from our unloving behavior, our unkind thoughts. Let us instead open ourselves up to the wonder and the glory of being healed, of being a perfect being for all you have lived in this moment. Release negative energy physical illness as well as emotional illness. Believe that you are loved and valuable. Now pulling your breath, your fearless, your creative, and now your healing breath up. You're going to come into a beautiful green zone. The zone of the heart. The zone of love. Feel the yellow energy transfusing into green love. And for now, I know you love others, but I want you to love yourself. Allow the green energy of love to just infuse your entire body. And for this moment, set knowing you are enough and you are loved. You are valuable. You are loved. 
You are needed. You are loved. You are loving. Are enough. Bask in love. Feel a beautiful globe of green energy just encircling you and reminding you that you have value. Reminding you that we are all students and teachers in life and that each one of us makes mistakes which by societal standards are judged differently. And some are big and some are small, but they all teach us, they all give us a backboard at which to compare our conduct and make our choices. Feel the glory of knowing you are enough. Feel the joy of knowing you are loved. Bask in that feeling. As we pull your fearless, creative, healing, loving breath up to your throat, the throat chakra, the voice chakra, I will tell you that the most potent weapon any of us have that sears destroys, alters the world, are our words. Sitting here today, your throat chakra, and I feel there's someone out there who's holding a lot of resentment in their throats. Let's let it go. Words that we spoke yesterday can live for a million years. We are still studying words of love as opposed to words of war that have been going on forever. In fact, for me, I juxtapose that I often think when people are talking to me about the art of war by Sun in my professional capacity. It creates an element of distrust. I don't know if we, as humans, can ever get to the place where we use words to enrich, to include, always. And that, in part, is because we, each and every one of us, however many billions we are, think we know the right answer. What we do is develop a skill of learning to contain and control our presentation of the answers we, are belie- we believe are right. We, in many ways, all have temper tantrums, just like we did when we were one and two years old. And be aware that during those times of temper tantrums, 
is when our words become swords. And I encourage you, when you feel yourself in that spot, to pause, to be breathe deeply as you are doing now, to pull fearless, creative, healing, loving, and calming, forgiving energy into your words so that you can calm your mind and listen. If you're feeling your vocal cords begin to relax, forgive yourself for your ill-spoken words and forgive others. As we move forward pulling, fearless, creative, loving, excuse me, fearless, creative, healing, loving, calming, forgiving energy up, and you're going to come next to the zone between your eyes, the zone of manifestation. And how many times in your life have you found yourself experiencing something that you had thought about whether it's living in a locale for a while, seeing a person, deja vu in the moment, whatever it is, we have a zone, an element of creativity, of manifestation within us. And your third eye is where you manifest all that is in your life. And so let us breathe fearless, creative, healing, loving, calming, forgiving energy into our third eye, into that zone in your forehead. Relax the muscles and see this day as the day where you are your highest self. Dare to dream what the world would be like if you were your highest self always. And know that because we are not perfect beings, there will come times when we are not our highest self. And there will be days when we are not our highest self. But if you can remember the peace you feel in this moment, remember where you left it. Remember how you got here. Then you will begin the moment fresh, refreshed, knowing you are not judged for your weakest moments. You are here for a divine purpose. And it is good. Manifest your thoughts into being all you can be. Do not distress yourself that you don't know what that thought is today. That you don't know all that you can be today. Because it may be dependent on events which have not yet come. 
But you can be kind to others. You can be thoughtful with your words. You can be healing with your touch. These things are in all of us. Pulling your creative, excuse me, your fearless creative, healing, loving, calming, forgiving, manifesting breath up. Pull it to the top of your head and feel your head open as the energy and the breath flow away from you into a piper tubing and join with the breath of God, of all that is, of love. Allow yourself, your entire body, to be electrified and feel the joy of that union. And then breathe out. I am enough. And I'm now going to put on a Niles Be Still Thy Soul so that we can all breathe together knowing we are enough. Thank you. 
Make me one source of light. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, what a wonderful, wonderful invitation that came with each one of us. You know, I mean, we are totally, totally. I'm sorry, I I got sidetracked here a little bit and I apologize. My nose is running a bit. Um, We are totally connected and we are totally valuable. And yet how often do we deem others not valuable because of a belief structure that they may have that we don't share? So does it make you nervous to go into a house that is not um, peppered with uh, images of a religious icon? Or does it make you nervous to go into a house that has religious icons everywhere? Do you become afraid that you may be somehow impacted by another person's belief structure. And if so, I'm going to invite you to call in and let me tell and tell me why. Let you tell me why. Six four six five nine five three five eight four. I'm deliberately silent, and I'm deliberately waiting. I want you to know that. Unfortunately, if you listen to this tomorrow and you call that number, you're not going to be able to uh, talk about the topic with me. But I can tell you this. Blog Talk Radio has this wonderful thing that if you send me an email, I will get notice that you have sent me an email, and I can respond back with you. And we can have a dialogue in writing. Now, I I don't spend a lot of time doing social stuff on the Internet. There have been times when I did. But if I see that someone has contacted me to help me understand why how I pray affects you, I would love to engage in the dialogue. Because as I have matured in life, my friends, I have come to recognize that my needing you to pray my way is no different than I, my needing my mom and dad to do things my way when I was a little girl. It's the same motivation. It may be cast in words that say this is the way that you will feel this, it isn't cast in words, this is the way you will feel loved by God. It's generally, this is the way God will love you. Have you noticed that? This is the way God will love you. So God will love you if you do this. And if you do anything other than this, God won't love you. My friends, I can tell you, I know For an absolute truth, that is not true. 
God loves us just as we are. And you see religious leaders who have come, spiritual leaders who have come, who have led us to that realization, and yet we have to somehow take their words in how they describe the realization and make those words a dogma that must be embraced and absorbed and followed. And if one does not live one's life based on the, another person's perception of what someone else said, then they are judged. Yet how does that hurt us? If someone lives a forthright life, they are honest, they are kind, they share. You know, for those of us who grew up in the Christian faith, you got to have faith, hope, and charity. That's the way to live successfully. How do I know? The Bible told us so. And the Bible Bible is made up of, of many spiritual and writing letters. So here we have faith, hope, and charity. Faith that what I do matters and that I am part of something, a grander scheme. For me, I've never doubted that there was something beyond me. But I'm not the issue, and I'm not the point. The point is, someone may share, they have hope and belief in mankind, they love others, And yet, if they don't go to some prescribed church on Sunday or temple on Friday night or on Saturday, then they're not chosen. We somehow have to evaluate each other on gradations and who's best. And boy, I need to be listening to what I'm saying here. Did we go to the best schools? Do we have the right beliefs? Do we have the right this? Do we live in the right house, drive the right cars, um, wear the right clothes, and pray to the right God? Yet, if you pray pray to know God, but you live a good life, how does that affect me? It affects me because I get the benefits, the positive benefits of your living a good life. But it has nothing to do with how I believe things are. I, how I believe is how I believe. And if you'll recall when I started this show, I said there's as many perceptions of what is going on as there are people So even people who think they believe the same don't believe the same, which is why when you go to many, many churches, synagogues, temples, 
You will come upon uh, shrines. You will come upon people who are judging each other on how they're doing what they're doing in that place. (coughs) But how am I affected? The only effect can be, in my mind, once again, you can call 646 Five nine five three five eight four to tell me I'm wrong. I want to hear your thoughts because in my mind, the only effect of that kind of dialogue is to make me feel like I am more than you. And how does that take us anywhere? How does that take us to that place that we were just a moment ago together? Where we were joining our breaths with the breath of God. Where we were breathing and feeling God's breath coursing through our veins. Where we were awakening God who is within us. Where we were expanding our lungs so that we could hold on to the fragility of being united with God. That is something everyone can do. So, how does my thinking? that I feel something different when I do that, then you to make me anything other than focus too much on myself. Focus on my being better instead of my being enough. I don't need to be better. I am enough and there is enough. There is enough of everything. If we all could just take what we need and leave the rest behind. And frankly, as I look around at how I live, I know I have far more than I need. And somehow there is born... No, not born. Somehow there is inputted into us this thought that if we have more, then we are more. But more than what? We can go back in the United States, and I have to tell you, I think this is true everywhere, but the United States, we had a a name for it. It was called the Protestant work ethic. And if you worked... If you believed in God, then because you believed in God and because you believed in a, and I'm not even going to say that I, it's called Protestant, so it probably is a Christian God. However, this country was founded by deists or theists. Look it up. We're all here on the internet. Look it up. D-E-I-S-T. You're going to see names like George Washington and Thomas Jefferson and Madison, deists. 
or theist, T-H-E-I-S-T. So we had this work ethic in our country that really should be called the Puritan work ethic, which was a religious sect. And if you believe as I believe, then God will bless you. And if you are not blessed, then obviously you are not good. That's the translation. So what's happened is it's inspired this huge accumulation of things in order to show, yes, I am blessed, yes, I am good, yes, my work is rewarded by God with things. Now, many of us have recognized that that does not mean that other people aren't good. Just because we have the blessing of things. Why do we need so many things? I still have so much, and I moved here, and I gave away so much freely. And this is the second time in my life that I've done that. I'm not saying, wow, look at me, because I don't, (laughs) believe me, (laughs) I am not saying, wow, look at me. And my parents could not, when the first time I gave things away, my parents saved some of them for me because they couldn't believe that I should be giving them away. And that's a product of coming up in in a very sparse time. But it's also a product of this thinking that somehow you are good if you have things. Now, I kind of hang on to some of my stuff now because I know that I tend to accumulate and I might as well not buy the same thing twice. And yes, I do have a good life. And yes, I am blessed. And yes, I do work hard. But I am no better than you. I am not being given the things because I am somehow more worthy in God's eyes. We are all Loved by God. It is man that puts the impediments in that love. It is man that says you have to do this or you have to do that. It's not God. Those are man-made strictures. With that said... I want to reaffirm for each of you that you are valuable. And for me, one of the best ways to do that is to breathe with God beside me. Together breathing and sending out a message to the world, raising consciousness that we are in this together, each and every one of us, that each of us brings something to the plate And when you say and do things that I disagree with, that doesn't make you bad unless you're harming others. When you're harming others, you have lost sight of your purpose. Because I can say absolutely, harming others is not any of our purpose. So when any one of us use our words as swords and harm, We are not meeting our divine purpose. 
with the glory of God. If God forgives us and gives us a chance to go back and find our place of peace, that moment of union with God's Spirit, and to start fresh, to be reborn again. And there are some days when any one of us may have to do it multiple times during the day. I have today nine minutes and 50 seconds left, and I'm going to play Heaven and Earth Spirits within our reach. And I hope, I'm going to turn it down just a little. Maybe two. And I'm going to talk over the music. And I hope you can hear it. This is the one thing that I, I have problems knowing what's working. And I probably should have put the chat on, but I have problems chatting, talking, controlling the music, and watching the switchboard to see if people call in. And so in the past, I've missed callers. So let us all begin to breathe together. Breathing through the soles of our feet. Sipping in air as we pull the energy of our breath up the front of our calves, up our thighs, down into our buttocks and across our buttocks to the base chakra. Begin to pull, fearless, creative, healing, loving, calming, forgiving, manifesting, divinely inspired, enjoying, up through your body. And as you breathe out, reach out your dominant hand and take the hand of God as you know God to be. Feel the energy of holding hands with God. Course through your hand, up your arm, into your shoulders, across your back. Feel yourself enveloped in God's love for you. Now, taking in your next breath, Pull your breath in. And as you finish that breath and breathe out, I am loved. Reach out your hand and take the hand of a fellow listener's God. So that we are beginning to form a circle that is thousands of people, thousands, thousands of people. And when we multiply each of their people by their concept, their vision of God, the circle grows. And it is growing daily. 
And as you do that, feel the love from a fellow listener understanding of God. Course up your non-dominant hand. Cross your shoulders and join into the magnificent force of God as you understand God. Recognize the similarity in that feeling. Feel the joy, the appreciation that is flowing from God to you on either side of you. The love for you. The respect that you are taking this time to be one with God. Feel yourself begin to move in a wave as we circle this planet with love. And we invite people to love God as they love God without any need to care because it doesn't affect me. We open up in the mind of those who are using God as a weapon, who are using God to terrorize others, and invite them into our circle to remind them that God is love. There is no one right way to love. There is no one right way except through love to manifest God who resides within you, who resides within all of us. And destroying other people in the name of God is like destroying part of your own body, your hand, your finger, your fingernail. Feel the wonder of God as we join together our energy and send out love to our planet to remind them that we are loved and the way is love. Awaken in others the joy a feeling complete and the recognition that when that sense of completeness fades, it is waiting for each of us. All we need is invite God in by breathing and opening ourselves up to the constant presence of God in our lives. God never leaves us. We don't have to go to a special spot. 
We don't have to breathe a special text. We simply need to believe and know that we are never alone. We are always all one. Just as we are in this moment, sending our loving thoughts to the world, one by one we can make a difference. Reach out today. Manifest the day full of beauty and love and your being, your highest self. And if the circumstances of life take you away from that place, remember now and go back. You are enough. You are enough. Carry this union with you as you go forth today. Being all that you can be. I will talk to you again next week on Sunday. I am honored to be a voice for the power of love. Let us go forth and be all we can be. I salute your inner divinity, which is what namaste means. Peace be with each of you. Until next week. Amen. Um, Namaste.